Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. Let's uh, take our Bibles, and if you have your Bible, would you turn with me to John chapter 21? That's John chapter 21. Um, we're going to be picking up where we left off last week, if we remember. Uh, we've been following John since the crucifixion. Um, we saw the crucifixion and Jesus' last words upon the cross. We saw the um, resurrection, how Jesus was buried, and then he was raised again. Um, we saw how Mary was the first to see the uh, risen Lord. Uh, she was the first one to the tomb, and then went and got Peter and John. And so Peter and John ran to the tomb. They uh, foot raced there, and John beat Peter to the tomb. And but he didn't go in. Peter went inside, uh, found that that the, the uh, grave clothes were there, but no Jesus. And then uh, John went inside, found it, and uh, and he believed. And then Mary um, saw Jesus there in the garden. Didn't recognize him at first, but whenever he said her name, uh, she realized who Jesus was. Um, she ran back to the disciples to tell them. And then uh, Jesus appeared to his disciples um, there in a room that was locked, yet he appeared in their midst and let them know that he was risen from the dead. Um, and a few days later, since Thomas had not been there the first time, Thomas, he said he wouldn't believe unless he could actually put his fingers in Jesus' side and in his uh, holes in his hands. And uh, this skeptic uh, became a believer. His first words after he... Uh, was able to do that were my Lord and my God. A skeptic became a believer because he had witnessed the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Um, and then last week we looked at how Jesus uh, met the disciples as they were fishing. Uh, the disciples were back to their old tricks. They were back to fishing. Uh, and um, uh, Jesus came to them like he'd come to them once before. Uh, he told them, th go out further and throw your nets out on the other side. Um, this must have sounded familiar already at this point, because in Luke chapter 5, we're told the same story of how, not the same story, but uh, a similar story of how uh, Jesus had came to the disciples after they'd fished all night long and hadn't caught anything. He told them to throw it out on the other side, and they did, and they caught so many fish that they couldn't. Uh, even bring them in all again. Uh, the same thing happened. Jesus told them to go out further, throw it out on the other side, and what happens? But they caught 154 fish. Um, again, I think the detail there is to emphasize um, that this actually happened. Why well, record how many fish unless it was recording an actual detail of what happened? Um, so Jesus there makes breakfast for the disciples. Uh, he makes fish and bread. Uh, Peter, when he realizes that it was Jesus, um, gets out of the boat, runs to the shore to be with Jesus. Um, so, he serves the disciples fish and bread for breakfast, and that is where we pick up. Now, the text we're looking at today um, is often thought of as Peter's restoration. Um, remember, Peter had uh, denied Jesus three times before the, um, the crucifixion. And here, um, Peter and Jesus have a heart-to-heart, -heart and uh, Peter is, is restored. Let's look at our text and see what 
God's Word has to say. So we'll be reading from John 21, beginning in verse 15. That's John 21, 15. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hand, and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said, to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, Follow me. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them, the one who had leaned back against him during the supper and said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, If it is my will that he remain until I come, what is it to you? You follow me. So the saying spread among the, the brothers that this disciple was not to die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he was not to die, but if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who is bearing witness about these things and who has written these things, and we know that his testimony is true. Now, there are also many other things that Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose the world itself could not contain the books that, were, that would be written. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank you for your word. And, Lord, I just pray that you would help me as I speak your word and as uh, we look at it and try to apply it to our lives. Uh, Father, I pray that you give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Uh, Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, let's set the stage here. Um, Peter, before the crucifixion, uh, Jesus told him, before the rooster crows three times, you're going to deny me. And Peter, he was so confident, so confident that he would continue to follow Jesus. Even if uh, everyone else followed, he would continue to follow. But we know what happened. Um, Peter, uh, there after Jesus was taken, after Jesus was arrested, um, Peter did exactly what Jesus was going, what said he was going to do. He denied Jesus three times, denied that he even knew Jesus, even cursed um, the fact that he knew Jesus. And um, now this is their first heart-to-heart -heart talk since that time. Jesus says to Peter, do you love me more than these? What does he mean by these? Um, I think these mean, may mean that the, the fishing that they've been doing. You know, Jesus, Peter had just gone back to fishing his same job that he had, he had done before he met Jesus. And he says to Peter, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than going fishing? 
<laughs> Do you love me more than the life that you had before you knew me? Peter, uh, knowing in his mind what he had done, knowing that he had denied Jesus, he says, yes, Lord, you know. You know that I love you. He, he, he could say this, even though he had fallen, he could say, you know, Lord, you know, Jesus, that I love you. Jesus, again, he says to him, feed my lambs. And he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Now here, um, Jesus uh, asked him the second time, and, and Peter, you know, it must have been starting to well up inside of him about, why is Jesus asking me more than once here? And he says, uh, you know, Lord, you know, Jesus, that I love you. And Jesus again says, feed my lambs, or feed tend my sheep. And he says to him a third time, now this was too much for Peter. Peter, he, he had denied Jesus three times. And whenever Jesus said to him a third time, do you love me? Peter said, you know, you know everything. You know everything there is to know. And you know that I love you. But he was disturbed at the fact that Jesus asked him three times. Um, why would the text tell us that he was disturbed uh, at three times? I think it's probably drawing a connection there between the three times that, G that Peter denied Jesus and the three times Peter is asked, do you love me? And finally, and, and Jesus responds to each one of those times when Peter says, you know that I love you, with tend my sheep, tend my lambs, feed my sheep. All of those responses affirming what Peter has said in, in affirming his love for Jesus. And then, what does Jesus say? But the same thing he said from the very beginning. He says, follow me. When Jesus first met Peter and Andrew, his brother, mending their nets by the sea, what did he say? Follow me. The call didn't change, but Jesus continued to say to Peter, follow me. The next thing we see here is uh, Jesus begins to give, um, he tells Peter how uh, his life is going to end. Uh, he, he says, the text tells us, this was to show by what kind of death he was going to glorify God. Jesus says to Peter, you know, when you were young, you dressed yourself and you went basically where you want to go. But when you're older, there's going to come a time whenever others will dress you, and they're going to take you and lead you where you do not want to go. Um, now, the text doesn't tell us, and the scripture doesn't tell us how Peter died, but here, um, the text does tell us what Jesus was saying here reflected on the kind of death Peter was going to die. And tradition tells us Peter died upside down, crucified. Um, Peter was going to to face the same death that Jesus did in being crucified upon a Roman cross uh, because of his preaching the gospel, because of his faith in Jesus. And uh, he did not find himself worthy to be crucified in the same way that his Lord was. So he requested to be flipped upside down and crucified upside down so that he wouldn't, be, um, he wouldn't have the same kind of death that Jesus had. Um, here, 
Jesus responds, says, after, after saying these things, he just says, follow me. He tells Peter, you're going to suffer. You're going you're gonna to go so far as to die for me. That's what Peter said from the very beginning. From the very beginning, before he ever denied Jesus, he said, even if everyone else follow, falls away, even if, even if I have to die for you, I won't deny you. Here, after Jesus restores Peter, he says the same thing. One of these days, you're going you're gonna to experience a time when, yes, you will die for me. And he just says, follow me. And this final thing here is that uh, um, Peter saw, turned and he saw the disciple whom Jesus loved. And he asked about him. He says, what about him? Uh, what about him? Um, and um, Jesus' response was, you know, it's not your concern about how this, this other disciple, the disciple whom Jesus loved, the disciple who's writing these things is going to die. That's not supposed to be your concerns. You just follow me. That's what Jesus tells Peter here. I think that's instructive to us. Now let's apply this. Um, the first principle we see here is that Peter, he loved Jesus. He was a, a, um, a zealous follower of Jesus. Um, he said, you know, if, uh, if everybody else falls away, even if I have to die for you, I won't fall away. But yet he failed. Uh, and so often, many of us, though we really, truly love Jesus, we fail. I fail. I know that everybody in the room here with me has failed at one time or another. And everyone who's watching this, whether you love Jesus, you, you may truly, truly love Jesus, but we all, deep down in our hearts, know that we've all fallen. We've all failed, even after um, coming to know Jesus. Um, what Jesus is saying to each one of us, he comes to us and he says, do you love me? You, we, when, we, when we respond, yes, Lord, we love you, he, he tells us, just get up and keep following me. Uh, leave that sin where it is. You get up and follow me. Uh, he tells Peter, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. He calls us to work along with him, to be on mission with him, to take care of the body of Christ, um, to be on mission with him. And so no matter how far you may have fallen, uh, even as a believer, Jesus is there waiting, saying, follow me, follow me. Do you love me? If you do, follow me. Um, the next principle I want to see for application is... Uh, this fact that um, Jesus told Peter how he was going to die. And he died, he was to die in a way in which uh, he no longer had any control over the events. Um, he was going to die a death of suffering a martyrdom, and people were going to take him where he did not want to go. Now, every believer, um, if you haven't experienced it yet, you will. Every believer will experience suffering and hardship and trials. Um, and just like P Jesus told Peter, you will experience this kind of a death. We all experience opposition. We all experience different trials. Um, and we all will experience 
some level, some form of persecution. Um, it, it just you don't have to go far to look for it. Uh, you just go to the go to the news, go to Twitter, and see what's going on in New York City, even just right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a Christian organization that went to go set up a field hospital uh, to help people with the coronavirus there. And uh, now that the the levels of coronavirus are waning, um, these Christians who sacrificially gave to go and serve in New York City are now being called bigots and saying they're unwelcome simply because they believe what Christians have believed for 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are a believer, you will face opposition. Jesus says to you, follow me. Follow me. And if it gets so hard and it gets so... Uh, difficult to keep going Jesus says to Peter there is coming a day when another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go even when we go through all this persecution you know I think Jesus when he was talking with Peter was saying those who were crucifying him were going to take him up and put him on that cross but but uh, for us when Jesus words here can say to us, when you can't bear it any longer, he will be the one who carries us through all of that persecution and sustains us so that we can continue to follow him. And then, finally, Jesus and the beloved apostle here, uh, we see uh, Peter asks, uh, what about that guy? And sometimes we can do the same thing. What about that other believer over there? I don't see them suffering like I'm suffering. I don't see them... What is Jesus' response to that kind of, um, kind of concern? Don't worry about them. What is that to you if I, if, I, if I do will for him to remain until I come? Instead, you just follow me. I, I think that's very applicable for us. When we get the attitude of, well, that person over there, they don't look like they're suffering. Why am I having to suffer so much? Jesus says to us, don't focus on them. Don't compare yourself to what their suffering is. And who knows? They may be suffering just as much, but silently. They may have some kind of internal struggle that they suffer with that you know nothing about. They may have a future suffering that you know nothing about. Don't worry about their suffering. You just continue to follow me, Jesus says to us. You just continue to follow me. So in all of that, this is what we come down to. Jesus is tender and compassionate to those who have fallen. And he says, even if you're a believer who has has, uh, fallen, uh, who has even denied Jesus' name, if you love him, his invitation is come, follow me. And if you're facing persecution, know that Jesus said that it was going to happen. Expect it. And in the midst of all that, Jesus says, follow me. And then finally, Jesus says to Peter, don't worry about other people's suffering and compare them to your own. You just worry about following me. That's what we need to do. Don't compare ourselves to one another. Don't compare ourselves to the suffering that other people have, but just follow Jesus. He is gracious and compassionate and he longs for us he wants us desires for us to follow him um, and to join him uh, in 
caring for his sheep. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.